get on the grid. I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Hey everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and Betting Update. Get on the grid, everybody. Four MLB games on the go this Wednesday afternoon. A big one. One final already in. A huge win for the Cardinals today. They go two and a half up on the Cubs and Brewers beating the Nationals 5-1. to one. Wainwright, a great performance in the win. Scherzer, the loss. Erdman and Weeders home runs and two RBI for the Cards. We got some live action on the go. Colorado up on the Mets. 3-2 three, three, now. The Mets just hit a solo bomb. Top six. Arizona beats Miami 4-3 to three in the top of five. Kansas City and Oakland were scoreless in the bottom of the fourth. In the NFL, Antonio Brown will not be charged for alleged rape in 2017. Law enforcement informed Brittany Taylor's lawyer that A.B. won't be charged for the first two incidents alleged in a sexual assault lawsuit due to the statute of limitations of two years. The NFL met with Taylor more than 10 hours on Monday, but Brown has not been placed on the commissioner's exempt list. He is free to play again this week versus the New York Jets. It appears the Jacksonville Jags are going to trade disgruntled cornerback Jalen Ramsey, but it's likely not going to happen before Thursday night's game versus the Titans. This from the NFL's Ian Rappaport. Friday, the likely target date, and it is still unclear if Ramsey will suit up for Jacksonville on Thursday. The Jags have set a pretty high price for the two-time Pro Bowler at two first-round picks. Still with the Jags, Gardner Minshew might have another gig along with his NFL quarterback job. Minshew has received an endorsement from a porn site. Yes, the quarterback got a letter from adult entertainment company Cam Soda. The offer coming due to Washington State's quarterback's pregame rituals, the stretching in shades, a headband, and a jock strap. He also is a big fan of nude stretching and calisthenics. So far, Minshew's been on fire this year. 88% completion rate, highest in NFL history for any quarterback in his first start with a minimum of 15 passes. Cam Newton, uh, questionable, remains in a walking boot. Uh, a midfoot sprain continues to heal, sources telling the NFL Network, but the Panthers will know more in a few days. He's listed as day-to-day right now. The injury suffered in the preseason made worse in the game versus the Bucks. He didn't practice today. Second-year quarterback Kyle Allen could get the start. The Cowboys, they've released 2017 first-round pick Taco Charlton out of Michigan today. Saints coach Sean Payton says they'll play two quarterbacks versus Seattle. Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill will both be under center. AC Chiefs offensive lineman Eric Fisher is going to be out for week three because of core muscle surgery. Cameron Irving will start at left tackle versus Baltimore on Sunday. And the Eagles, they had to cancel their practice today because too many players on the team are injured. A huge injury list. They had a walkthrough. NBA News, Washington Wizards guard Isaiah Thomas out six to eight weeks after having surgery to repair a ligament in his left thumb. Seven games in the NHL exhibition action tonight. Hughes and New Jersey versus Kako and the Rangers. Number one and number two picks in the draft square off. Game time, seven o'clock. Champions League soccer action. Eight games on the docket today. Tottenham and Olympiacos play to a 2-2 draw. Club Rouge and Galatasaray, a scoreless draw. PSG beat Real Madrid 3-0. Big win there. Manchester United over Shakhtar 3-0. Bayern Munich over Servana 3-0. Dynamo Zagreb beat Atalanta 4-0. Lokomotiv Moscow over FC Schalke 2-1. And Atletico Madrid and Juventus played to a 2-2 draw right there. Lots of scoring. Baseball matchups tonight. 6:35 start LA and New York. Yankees minus 310. Peterson Sabathia and Giancarlo Stanton back in the lineup for the pinstripes. Two at 7:05. Toronto and Baltimore pick them. It's a 10. Buckholtz and Bundy. Seattle and Pittsburgh Pirates yard minus 120. Dunn and Agrizel. Total nine and a half. We got a pair at 7:10. Detroit and Cleveland Indians minus 315. Nine and a half. Turnbull and Savali. San Fran at Boston. Red Sox laying 60 cents. 10. Zamarja and Shasin. 
7.20 action. Philly and Atlanta. Braves laying 50 cents. Total 10. Eflin and Tehran. Two at 7.40. San Diego at Milwaukee. Brucru hot. Minus 150. Lamette versus Hauser. Total of eight. White Sox and Twins. Mini 260. Ten and a half. Nova and Odorizzi. 8.05 action. Cincinnati at the Chicago. The Cubs minus 175. Melee versus Lester. No total there at 8.10. We got Texas and Houston. Astros minus 480. Allard and Cole, eight and a half. And Tampa and the Dodgers, the late action tonight. Dodgers minus 130. McKay versus Kershaw. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 1 of Red Heat and Rage live from the Sport Grid studio at the Meadowlands. We'll talk NFL and college football with our boy Mark Lawrence in Hour 1. It's Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. decisions. Everybody, welcome to Game Time Decisions. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. I think we got some technical issues with Morenci's microphone right there, but we'll uh, take you through everything right now. Live baseball action. Win for the Cardinals today. And I got to tell you, Adam Wainwright is just really pitching his ass off right now in a, a great situation. A veteran guy and really, really delivering for the Cardinals. They get it done five to one over the Nationals today. And a huge catch. If you guys didn't see the game, Dexter Fowler made a catch at the wall. Big, big leaping grab, too. It was absolutely stellar. That would have been a three-run jack there. The ball was definitely going out. So, big win for the Cardinals right now. We'll go through the board. We got the Mets and the Mets in Colorado. Three to two game right now, but the Mets threatening. Royals and Oakland scoreless at the end of four. We're going into the top of five. And Arizona up on the Miami Marlins, four to three for live action for you guys out there. How you doing, Gabe? I think I hear you now. Anyway, yeah, so we'll get back to Marenzi. I don't know what's uh, going on with the microphone issue there at the book, but uh, hopefully uh, he's okay and everything's good. Busy day. Belmont race five going off as well, too. Lots of Champions League soccer action. If you took the over in most games, you're going to put some money in your pocket right there. So we will get to that and a lot more. And interesting for hockey fans tonight, too. It's exhibition, but we got the number one pick and the number two pick going in the draft. This is going to be interesting. Never seen really hype for a preseason game before with Kako and Hughes as the Rangers play the Devils too. So baseball action, we got that. Mark Lawrence will join us on the show. We'll talk a little NFL, go through the playbook and see what Mark likes, what Gabe likes, and everything in between there. Interesting NFL week too. We got these big, big spreads in these games, over 20. We haven't seen this type of uh, stuff in a long, long time. So how are we going to attack the betting board? I can tell you one thing. I don't think Gabe and I are going to be betting on these minus 23 favorites. If we're going to do anything, we'll take the dog and hold our breath because it's going to be hard to back up these teams. I can tell you that it's very, very difficult to back the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets in their current situations right now. So update right now, the Mets threatening. We got runners on second and third right now, top six. Rockies three to two, but it looks like the Mets are finally getting to Hoffman. And uh, interesting, the Royals hanging around with the Athletics. 
0-0, runner on first, there's no outs there. Arizona up 4-3 to on the Miami Marlins. And as I mentioned before, the St. Louis Cardinals are uh, getting things done with a 5-1 to win today. Big win for them. Up on the Cubs by two and a half games. On the Brewers by two and a half games that are playing very good ball without Christian Yelich in the lineup as well. So that's uh, good news for that. And the Yankees game today, we got a 6:35 start in New York. It's going to be an interesting one. Giancarlo Stanton is back in the lineup for the New York Yankees. So that should be a fun game. They're coming down the stretch in race number five at Belmont. I can hear sec- the gamblers in the background. Hopefully we'll take a quick break. In the Regular Age Radio, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with Gabe Morenzi. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we'll try this again. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage. I'm Marenzi at the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. The Raging Red had uh, Cam Stort uh, holding it uh, down. Well, we got Mark Lawrence uh, ready to step up and in, so let's just bring uh, Mark in right off the top here, and uh, let's not waste his time. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. How you doing, Mark? Doing just terrific, Eve. How you doing? We're doing uh, Okay. Uh, we appreciate uh, you joining us. Uh, I always look forward to uh, Wednesdays and uh, and talking football uh, with you. Every time I hit refresh, there's a new quarterback um, that's um, that's uh, starting. There's a new quarterback that's injured uh, right now, like literally and figuratively. Like, I thought of you, Mark. I'm like, how the hell are you writing a playbook uh, this week, man? It had to be tough. Like every couple hours, like, oh, yeah, he's out. He's done for the year. Oh, now, no, 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 now Cam Newton's out. You know, we're we're two weeks in, man. What is this? Four starting quarterbacks uh, down and out, and uh, not to mention a backup. Simeon comes in; he's out for the year. It's been a pretty uh, crazy and uh, violent start to the season, Mark. I don't think it's over yet either, Gabe. I think we're going to see more of the same thing. It's I think it's going to end up being the year of the backup quarterback in the National Football League, and we're going to probably go so far as to see some Canadian football league quarterbacks on some team's roster, whether it's the practice squad or as backup quarterbacks. But uh, this thing is getting out of control right now. Bo Levi Mitchell, Gabe. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. (laughs) That's great. Nice. He doesn't have the arm strength. Um, (laughs) um, You know who does have the arm strength to play in the NFL? Colin Kaepernick. Yes, and, he does. You know, I brought this up earlier today, and I don't want to relive. I don't want to get into, you know, the politics of all that type of stuff. But it's been a couple of years. The suit has been settled. It's over. Um, there's a report today he's not uh, looking for $10, 15000000 million anymore. He's willing to be a backup. He's contacted three football teams, all the teams with the injuries. Supposedly no one's returning his call. 
And, you know, whatever, it is what it is. But I guess these teams would just rather, like, tank and, and roll over. But, yeah, man, there's some bad quarterbacks. Like, like Luke Falk is starting this week in the NFL. And Kyle Allen is starting. Yeah. Kyle yeah. Allen. Like, the fact Jeez. that they can't find a better, like, the fact that Kyle, Kyle Allen's a second-string quarterback in the NFL is all you need yeah. to know uh, about this. But let's jump in uh, to tomorrow night's uh, football game. Man, I don't know why they do this to us. And every year they subject us to a Tennessee and Jacksonville game. And every year, you know, it just sucks. But whatever, it man. Uh, don't worry. Monday night will be better with the Bears and Redskins. Uh, so we have the Titans and Jags uh, tomorrow night. With, with this Jalen Ramsey stuff and, you know, with the Jags injuries, I got to lean Tennessee here. It's far from the lock of the century, but I'm leaning with the Titans right now, guys. I would agree with that, Gabe. Uh, you know, one of the things we like to do uh, in handicapping uh, the football games, college or pro, is to use a backup quarterback in his first starting role with the team to rally around him. What we also like to do is to fade that team the very next game because there's suddenly game film on that quarterback, and now all of a sudden he realizes the pressure of what he's under, and that could be the case for Ginsu Minshew, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback this particular <laughs> week. Uh, uh, well, you, with that, I would the story, fade, I'd fade the Jags here. I'm sorry? This guy got a they, uh, porno company offer him a, a deal, Cam Soda, because he likes to stretch with his bands and the thing and his jock straps. Some, some adult entertainment company, Gabe and Mark, uh, offered Minchu uh, a sidekick today. Real story. I'm not making it up. <laughs> wow. Well, well, yeah, it was maybe a smart move by them because you just talked about you know, it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Johnny Watt Holmes and his mustache, the same thing with Ginsu Minshew here. So <laughs> it could be a new career for him. Who knows? Johnny Watt Holmes. Holmes, I love it. I love you, Mark. What, the best. <laughs> one thing that I can I can tell you guys, being at the Meadowlands all day, every day, I got to start writing them down. But, man, I hear some great horse names, man. <laughs> I hear oh, some yeah. great names. And the other day, the other day, a horse, he actually won, too. Johnny Jackpot. Johnny oh, yeah. Jackpot coming down the stretch at Johnny Jackpot. Uh, what a name, Johnny Jackpot. I was pulling for him, but there's some crazy. I think there was a horse the other night, Goo Goo Dolls or something. And Goo Goo Dolls and down the stretch and like, like you you name it, man. I, I hear it. What was the name of some of your horses, uh, Mark? Well, we tried to name some of our horses some exotic, weird names, and uh, uh, you know, there's a registry that you have to register horses to, and they have to approve the names. And we probably had about four or five names that were kicked out uh, before we realized that we're not going to get anything over on these guys. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, the bottom, the bottom line is, uh, what did you our guys favorite, try? What were the names? Well, you know, what I did you get rejected I with? I honestly, I can't recall the, the names that did come back on us, but, uh, you know, I had my staff working on it. You know, they were working harder on that than they were the playbook, you know, to come up with these, you know, these offbeat names. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, we thought we had some dandies. Well, I can uh, imagine that because, yeah. They're, well, they're tough, the, dude, Gabe. There's some lowbrow jokes in the playbook. I can imagine. Exactly. They don't think, yeah. You, <laughs> so what, Mark, you are you one Gabe? of these guys when you you go for your license plate, you, you have ass man on your plate and stuff? <laughs> Well, I actually, on my plate, uh, I do have picks, P-I-C-K-S. That's what I do drive nice. around in. And, yeah, that's my, my moniker on my that's awesome. plate. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great, Mark. <laughs> picks. 
You know, I'll tell you a quick story about that, though. <laughs> That's okay? great. We were in uh, – I backed a lot of softball teams in Cleveland, and uh, we had some pretty good softball teams. And we would play in these tournaments uh, called the ASA National Tournament, and we won the Cleveland bracket, so we won a trip to Houston, Texas. So I fly the whole team into Houston, you know, just some over the, over-the-top expense to do just that. But the bottom line is we're in Houston, and uh, we took everybody to the uh, Houston Astros baseball game. It was at the Houston Astrodome. And I told the guys, I says, hey, look, I got a, my crew is coming in here. If you could put a nice welcome up there, you know, welcome preferred picks. That was the name of our team, preferred picks. And nice. here comes this, the seventh inning of the game. And uh, my wife nudges me in the ribs. She says, look, look up there. And I looked at the scoreboard. And it said, welcome preferred pricks. And <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was oh, no there was no money I could ask for back for that, but uh, I did I did get a photo of it. Uh, it was kind of like a, either a high point or a low point awesome. of the trip. I still can't figure out which. <laughs> but at the old Houston Astrodome. Okay, at first yep. this this it, man, your your story sounded sounds like uh, it started out like the bad news bears. We yeah. won our regional <laughs> tournament. We went to Houston. We went to the Astrodome. I was like, this is the bad news bears story. <laughs> exactly. Well, we were the bad news bears because we went 0 and 2 and out. So it was, uh, it was a total vacation for the players, is what it ended up being. <laughs> and instead of a plug, uh, you got a you got pricked. <laughs> instead I of got your pricked, plug, yes. <laughs> yeah, it happened to us years ago. I was friends with a UFC fighter, Mark, and uh, he was fighting Brock Lesnar. And in those days, so, you know, companies pay and they hang a banner behind the fighter in the cage as they're being introduced. And there's all the company names and stuff. And our, remember when we were in Hardcore Sports Radio? And so uh, the score, Hardcore Sports Radio, and it even said Sports Rage and everything. Like, So we went all out. We had all these banners and everything. I think they paid like $15,000. And the guys... That hung the banner up, put it up uh, upside down. <laughs> you couldn't read anything. <laughs> they put it up. They put it up upside down, and then we were on the the fighter shorts. So you have all the sponsors on the shorts, which would have been good. But unfortunately, our fighter spent the entire time on his back getting beat up, <laughs> so you couldn't see his shorts. And then by the end of it, his shorts were covered in blood. <laughs> right? So <laughs> like there was zero. There was zero signage out of it. Like, we got nothing from it. Like, absolutely nothing. Like, Garner texted me. He goes, they put it up upside down. <laughs> like, oh, it could have been in Chinese. It could have been in Chinese. Right, and you would have got a better message across. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, no, exactly. We would have been better off. They still do that out here. They still have the, uh, there's, like, planes flying around with, like, big banners and stuff like that. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back. Uh, we'll hit. Uh, I want to talk about this Baltimore-Kansas City game. Definitely one of the games of the week in the National Football League, along with the Rams and the Browns. Mark Lawrence's Cleveland Browns. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage on radio continues. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, Game Time Decisions continues. I'm Marenzi. Get on the grid. Sports Grid. Sumo Channel 719. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, with us. And, uh, man, that was a great story. You should almost uh, you should uh, copyright that, uh, Mark. Make some T-shirts and, uh, and a website, preferredpricks.com. <laughs> Although uh, <laughs> people, people might be disappointed when they get there and they find gambling picks. Uh, exactly. But that's another story. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> that's a good one. Gabe. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so let's get into this uh, this Kansas City Chief uh, Baltimore Raven uh, football game. And man, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, look good, but so have the Baltimore Ravens. And you know, the the Mahomes is is you know this guy's just unbelievable right now. But Lamar Jackson's playing on another level as well. To me, this just has the feel, sort of feels like a college football game, Mark, about like two teams that can put points up on the board. And I get the feeling that whoever has the ball last wins a football game like this. And generally when you have two teams that can put points up on the board, you want to take the underdog because it really will. It's possible that it's just sort of you score, I score, you score, I score back and forth. And quite frankly, Baltimore's defense is equipped to come up with a couple of stops. I do think the Chiefs' defense is improved. Uh, this is a monster football game. And I'll tell you what, over the next couple of weeks, we have some big games that now we're going to start to learn about these teams a little bit. But, wow, seven points is extremely tempting, uh, Mark. Yeah, this has the look and feel of a playoff game, Gabe. Uh, you know, these two football teams are really hitting on all cylinders to start the season. Uh, what I like about Baltimore's chances, number one, the defense, as you mentioned, not only number two in the league, but they were number one in the preseason in scoring defense. They allowed only 8.8 points a game. They're for real, this defense is. Uh, vastly improved Lamar Jackson from last year to this year. Last year, remember, he went into Arrowhead in December, and he got beat 27-24. So he won't be intimidated by this crowd whatsoever. Uh, Jackson will in this football game. Then you've got Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, who's a terrific coach, in, especially in the month of September. He's 7-2-1 and one to the spread in his career in September. Uh, and I'm going to look at Andy Reid and look at his one Achilles heel in his game, in his career. He's really struggled against teams out of the AFC North. He's only 7-14 and 14 to the spread in his career in those 21 games here. I, I think with this game, like you say, it has the feel of whoever scores last wins this game. And when you're talking about seven points, you have to take the points. Cam? Mark? Yeah, uh, thanks, Gabe. Uh, yeah, it was Mark, I want to talk to you. And you brought up, Gabe brought up a good point earlier. We got the backup quarterbacks. We don't know what's going to happen with Ramsey. But an interesting situation developing with the Seattle Saints game, Mark, in the database. Uh, it doesn't look like because Teddy Bridgewater they say he's playing, but they're going to run a lot more plays with Taysom Hill. A report came out today from Sean Payton saying 
these guys might get split duties, right? So basically, New Orleans isn't saying this guy's the starter. Sure, Bridgewater might come out, but we're going to see a lot of Hill in that game. How does that affect, uh, I guess, when you're putting the picks and the numbers through the database, Mark? It's got to be tricky when these guys might get close to 50-50 time. From a database standpoint, it does, Cam, uh, because, you, you know, one, number one, there's not a lot of information on either quarterback. Hill, next to nothing, Bridgewater, in his few starts that he had when he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. But I think uh, more concerning is Kyle Shanahan preparing for this. He doesn't know what to prepare for. Is it Bridgewater? Is it Hill? What is it where they're going to be throwing at us? And I think it's going to work in New Orleans' favor here. Peyton is a big fan. Sean Peyton's a big fan of Taysom Hill, so I think we're going to see a lot of him on the field, whether it's behind center, coming out of the backfield, and doing whatever it is that he can do best to help this football team. Again, this is another game where you're going to start a backup quarterback rallying around a starting quarterback, and I think it's going to work to New Orleans in their favor, not only in this game, but I think it's going to help benefit the Saints from now until the playoffs come because Drew Brees will come back probably most likely after the bye week, and the football team can only uh, improve upon itself without him learning to play without him. So I think it's going to benefit New Orleans this Sunday. I'm going to play them plus the points in the game. You know, I brought this up actually earlier in the week that I expected this to happen, Cam, if you remember with Taysom Hill. I said yep. they're going to do this exactly. and go the CFL route. He's been so successful when he's on the field, yet it's almost like a third down back, a specialist. He's not an every down quarterback, right? But I do understand getting him on the field and, and letting him make plays because he does have a knack uh, for making big plays. Seattle are interesting. Nobody expected them to win a football game last week on the road, and they did. Here they are. My gut instinct tells me that Seattle will win the game, uh, but it could be real close. You know, Seattle just find ways. Like they did against Cincinnati, it's just so hard to win outright. They just don't lose outright on that home field very much. So we have another situation where we're going to have a football team rallying around the quarterback, and... A little bit different scenario because it's not due to injury. I'm talking about uh, Daniel Jones, a.k.a. Danny Dimes, uh, making his debut uh, with the New York Giants uh, this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, this kid looked really good, Mark, in the preseason, and not just, like, sort of good. And he played in the first halves. He was playing against starters. It's one of these deals. Eli Manning was that shot. Defenses were stacking the box for Barkley. Everybody knew that Manning couldn't throw the ball deep down the field anymore. And not to mention, in today's NFL, it's a speed-based league. So quarterbacks don't have a lot of time. You know, Eli Manning's completion uh, rate when he got blitzed was 33%. It's unacceptable. Like 33%. Lower. And, and, uh, like Dan- Daniel Jones, yeah, Daniel Jones will be able to extend plays. Daniel Jones will be able to keep a defense honest because he can throw it deep down the field. He's actually a lot more mobile than people uh, realize, too. He's a very good athlete, uh, this kid. I really want to take the Giants. I really think their offense is going to get sparked. But, you know, Sterling Shepard's hurt. They still don't have Golden Tate. And the fact is that you know Eli wasn't the only problem uh, with the New York uh, football Giants. You know, they've got some issues in their secondary. But hard to trust Tampa in this role as a favorite, Mark. And I do think Daniel Jones provides quite the spark for uh, for the Giants. 
I agree with you, Gabe. Uh, this is uh, while it's not quite a backup quarterback replacing a starting quarterback because of injury, he's doing so out of necessity uh, with the New York Giants, a football team that got off to the pathetic start as it was. Uh, and also, I want to say this: when I did mention about preparing for Kyle Shanahan, I was thinking more about uh, San Francisco getting ready for Pittsburgh's backup quarterback. But nonetheless, in this football game, yep. Bruce, Arian, Bruce Arians has got to get ready for uh, Daniel Jones in this football game. Uh, I have to like this, uh, the Giants' chances in this game. It's new blood, and it's exactly what they need. I don't know what the purpose was of it even not starting the season to begin with. Uh, and I think what they're doing is uh, they're protecting Eli Manning's 116 wins and 116 losses as a starter. They don't want him to go be in talk of on a Hall of Fame ballot with a losing record. So you may never see Eli Manning start another game in the National Football League. And one question I have to ask you, Gabe, where did Danny Dimes come about? Was Danny uh, like the bet football games, or where did the Dimes nickname come up for Daniel Jones? The team, his teammates came up with it in training camp uh, because of his accuracy. Oh. Right he on the dime. He threw yeah. like a – he dropped – yeah, yeah. It was So that's it. It's not like – it happened like by his teammates. They were like, man, this kid's accurate. And I, I might have been Saquon Barkley. He was like, who, Danny Dines? And uh, <laughs> nice. they were like, yeah, yeah, he drops it on a dime. And, uh, yeah, he's incredibly accurate, this guy. I don't know, man. Like, there's just – you see it. Look, we saw it with the USC Trojan offense, right? Remember? JT Daniels goes out. Slovis comes in. There was a spark, right? Sometimes it's not even the quarterback's fault. But the thing is, listen, if Eli Manning gets all the time in the world, all right, whatever. But you don't. You don't. It's almost like Jay Cutler in the old days with the Chicago Bears when he used to get sacked nine times a game, but they said, yeah, he doesn't get rid of the football. It's not just on the offensive line. So uh, Daniel Jones is a guy everyone's just going to look a little bit better, right? Everyone, I mean, how many times can Eli Manning get a pass batted down at the line of scrimmage, man? Like, happened like once or twice per series. But how about this, guys? How about, like, almost rolling the dice with all these quarterbacks coming in here? Mason Rudolph plus six and a half with the Steelers. Yep. Um, yep. Daniel Jones plus six and a half uh, with the Giants. Although, I'll tell you, I like the underdog plus seven with the Ravens. But, and I know, and Mark, you're the database guy, so you know, is this true, the number? Only 11 times there's been a point spread of 21 or more in the NFL. But the underdog is actually nine and two ATS. I feel like I'm just going to pass on these games. I don't want to lay 21 and a half, and I don't trust the Dolphins or the Jets. If I had to take one of the underdogs, I would take Miami. But, like, I think the Patriots probably win, like, 42 nothing again. I'm just going to pass. But are you going to play these games and trust the, well, the underdog numbers? Well, my numbers in the database are eight and three rather than nine and two. But you know that's you know that's all I guess about what a spread was at the game. But there were also two other games yeah, yeah. in 1987 during the strike year where there were 20 point favorites: uh, San Francisco with Joe Montana, the Dallas Cowboys in the Randy White era. Neither of them covered those football games playing against the Scabs. Uh, you know, the bottom line here is you play the 20-point dog or you don't play the game uh, because the opponent will oftentimes 
very easily look down to the level of that opponent. New England did last week. Uh, bottom line is they won the game, but they were uh, they were up only 16 nothing in the third quarter. They were not playing precision football against the Miami the hapless Miami Dolphins who could do nothing about it. And if you if I were you and you were saying one of those two games, it would also be Miami for me if for no other reason. Uh, it's a non-division game, and I think the division opponent might get up a little bit more, you know, for his hapless opponent. But you know, the bottom line to me is, uh, if you play these pools, and I'm in I'm in a real big pool where you have to pick every game to the spread every week, I will have both of those dogs on my ticket. Uh, Mark Lawrence with us. All right, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll talk some college uh, football. Michigan and Wisconsin, Harbaugh, you know, Harbaugh in the national hot seat, not the local hot seat, but the national media hot seat. And fact is that Michigan haven't won a game as an underdog in years. They've lost 13 straight. Game time decision continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, game time decisions continues. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, Mark Lawrence uh, with us, and uh, we're just talking about these big point spreads. And I just saw on Twitter uh, right now, somebody just bet over at the South Point, uh, guys. He bet at the South Point. It's the complete opposite of what we were talking about. He played a four-team banger, four-team parlay at the South Point. Alabama, minus 38 and a half. Georgia. Minus 14 versus Notre Dame. He laid 23 points with the Patriots and 21 and a half points with the Cowboys. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, so all the favorites, 38 and a half, 30. 14, minus 23, minus 21 and a half. Yeah, he bet $10,000. It pays back uh, 110000 if it wins. So it's uh, he gets back 120, 110 profit, 10,000 in return, 120 thousand uh, dollars. Mark, this is a parlay that uh, I'll take to my grave. Uh, it's like if I had to testify, I'd say yes. Mark Lawrence would never play that parlay. No. I, I might book that parlay, but I would certainly never yeah. play that parlay. You know. <laughs> It, 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 what it tells you is this, Gabe, is you don't have to be smart to have money, okay? Uh, yep. And when you make plays like that, that that's <laughs> the epitome of what a square better is, okay? The absolute epitome of a square better. Laying 20-point favors in the National Football League, betting Alabama, betting Georgia. Uh, that's just blindly uh, blowing your money right into the wind. Now, now he may win this bet, okay? Yep. but. I can I can assure you that uh, if he makes his bet ten times, he's not going to win the bet six times. He's going to lose six times or more, meaning you know it's, yep. it's a losing proposition. And uh, it, I, I scratch my head. I mean, just for people that have money that just want to waste it like that, to me that's just a, a preposterous bet. One thing I'll say about Alabama's numbers, and I said this to Kevin Walsh last week. We were doing the college football show on Saturdays, and. Uh, and he said, oh, I'm taking Alabama. It was against South Carolina. 
Every Alabama game, the numbers are as sharp as they come. And I swear to God, they always just come down to whoever scores last. Will Bama score? Will the other team backdoor it? It's always around the number. Now, they came back. They barely covered against Duke. And, and their other game was the same thing. It was right on the number. Last week, right on the number. Like, Alabama games are just a pass right now. Unless, you know, you want to take LSU or one of these dogs when they play a real team. But against Southern Miss, I'm telling you guys, I guarantee it. That it's going to land at 40 or it's going to land at 38 or 41, etc. It'll be like right there, one way or the other. It's like you're flipping a coin uh, when you bet on these games. But let's talk about Michigan and Wisconsin. And I brought up, uh, I saw a good friend of yours, Ralph Michaels, uh, tweet out the stat that Michigan haven't won as an underdog outright, Mark, in 13 tries, which is pretty, pretty well, you know, can, it's a pretty daunting crazy. number, man. You can take it back further than that, Gabe. Uh, in the last 21 games, they're just 1-20 and 20 straight up as an underdog with 13 consecutive losses. And if you put them into an underdog role of more than three points, they've lost 16 times in a row the football game. Bottom line, it tells you is they're not a very competitive football team when they need to be. And as we wrote in the Playbook newsletter this week, uh, I kind of really ripped into Harbaugh because, you know, I think this guy is going to be gone after this year unless he steps up here immediately or unless he beats Ohio State. And I don't know how it's going to happen one of the two ways. But, you know, the bottom line is if you look at what they've done so far, their uh, their body of work this year, they're worst 130th in the nation in fumbles lost per game. They're number 114 in the nation in penalties per game. Those are Willie Taggart-like numbers. Not You don't see those at a program like Michigan. They're not a very well-coached football team. And on the other side of the field sits Wisconsin, uh, probably the most underrated team in all of college football year in and year out, playing with this massive revenge from last year. It was the worst loss that Paul Chris has suffered as a head coach with the Wisconsin Badgers here. You can have all the Michigan you want. I'm a big dog lover, as you know. Well, this is a dog that's got fleas, and I want no part of him. Wow. <laughs> I already bet Michigan gave plus plus four. Uh-oh. Hey, uh, I'm re- rooting for you, pal. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> a dog with fleas. And, fleas, yeah, there's yeah. some ugly yeah. numbers. They haven't won outright as an underdog since 2013. And big deal against Northwestern. Ooh. Uh, wow, one in twenty, as Mark Lawrence alluded to, some ugly numbers. Um, all right, uh, Mark, uh, we got Texas. Uh, we got the Texas Longhorns. You know they went toe to toe with LSU. LSU outclassed them as the game uh, went on uh, last week. Uh, speaking of backdoor covers, uh, the Rice Owls uh, tried to um, to backdoor that and force all Texas backers to be forced to eat rice aroni for the the rest of the week. <laughs> But the kid on Texas returned the kickoff for like a minute left. They would have taken a damn knee. The kid from Texas, like they weren't going to cover. And the game went over because of that too. The kid on Texas, Deshaun Johnson, I think, uh, whatever. Kid returned the kickoff for a touchdown and Texas ended up covering the number. Now they get Oklahoma State. I don't know what to make of this Oklahoma State uh, team, uh, Mark, uh, so far this year. They seem to be pretty good. I mean, their, their offense just keeps churning. You know, they're, they're quarterback. You know, they're not missing a beat right now. What do you make of this football game? Should be a lot of points. Looks like there could be a lot of points in the game. Uh, Oklahoma State has picked up 
three impressive wins, you know, albeit against lightweights. Uh, you know, the most, the best team they played has been Tulsa so far this football season here. Uh, I'm going to be with Texas in the football game because of Tom Herman, who's just terrific in his career when he's not favored by more than seven points. He's 20 and seven to the spread in his career doing just that. And I think the most important ingredient in the game is the fact that if Texas wants to be in the national picture, they know that there's never been a two-loss team that's ever made the college football playoffs. They already have one. They cannot afford to even think about losing this football game. Uh, and with that being said, I'm going to take a look at Texas in the football contest. They have revenge from last year. Remember, Oklahoma State upset them as a home dog last year. I think Texas gets their revenge this year. Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Uh, we got to bring up uh, Georgia and uh, Notre Dame. We were talking about it in that parlay uh, that the guy at South Point uh, played. So uh, the, the Bulldogs are laying 14 points in this game between the hedges under the lights on Saturday night. I think that, that you know, it helps Notre Dame a little bit. It's pretty muggy and hot there, although, you know, we are getting into mid-September uh, right now. I think the kids uh, can handle it, but... As bad as the database looks for the Michigan Wolverines, the database for Brian Kelly and company and the Irish uh, look pretty good, especially when they're getting this type of points. Uh, talk to us about uh, this uh, Notre Dame team going into Georgia here. Is the number too high? It looks a little rich to me, Gabe. I mean, you're talking about a Notre Dame football team that was in the college football playoffs last year. And I ran that into the database and uh, looked at teams that had won 12 or more games the previous year, and they were underdogs of 12 or more points the next year. And they're 11-0 and against the spread, uh, meaning that's a real Rodney Dangerfield type of play, if you will, for the Irish in a football game like this. The, you know, the, the number makes the play, and the number makes the play in this particular game as well. You're not going to make a lot of money beating the Bulldogs between the hedges. They're a real powerful team this year, but it's far too many points here. I'm going to take Notre Dame in all those points. What do you think about uh, Texas and Auburn quickly uh, there, Mark? Another great game, Mark. game kind of going under the radar because of the other game. This one should be a real nice battle with the Aggies and Tigers. Yeah, two real good football teams. In fact, uh, you know, uh, if they weren't in the same conference as they are, I think they'd make an ideal bowl game. This is the kind of a matchup that you'd see in a Fiesta Bowl or uh, a New Year's Day type bowl game, these two caliber type football teams locking horns in this game here and I think again this could all come down to whoever scores last in a football game like this uh, the visiting team has been really good in the series they're 5-1-1 one one against the spread and really Auburn has done nothing wrong thus far this football season here we can usually shoot holes at Gus Malzahn but uh, you know the bottom line here is he did take down a pretty good Oregon football team he's won straight up in against the spread in, in the stats in all three football games that he's played. I know he edged A&M last year at home. Uh, in fact, it's double revenge for A&M in the football game coming in. But uh, put a gun to my head, I'd play Auburn plus the points in this football game because I think this comes down to a field goal. Mark Lawrence, playbook. Uh, dot, uh, com. Order uh, the newsletter. You can get it delivered uh, right to your inbox. Uh, the Daily Coffee Club, great information. Uh, as well 
And uh, similar to Daily Roto, if you're, if you're playing uh, DFS and you're not using Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. And uh, if, you're, if you're betting on college football, NFL football, and you're not dipping into the database, you're not doing it right. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Thanks for the time, Mark. Hey, my pleasure, guys. You can be well. Enjoy the games. I'll catch up with you next week. The Mark Lawrence uh, with his great oh. stuff, great information yep. inside uh, this uh, playbook. I don't always agree uh, with uh, the numbers that the, the playbook uh, gives us uh, mm-hmm. and the data, but you know, I've always said that ATS trends and databases and sports are sort of like polls for politicians, right? Like if a politician's doing well in a poll, they like that poll. Exactly. If they're not doing well, they say polls don't mean anything. And if you're a better and you like a game and you see there's all these trends on your side, you're like, oh, good, look at that. But if you like a team and there's all those trends against you, you're like, ah, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> That's like the Michigan game, Gabe. That's what we're doing, right? Like, it come, you come a point where I understand how good Wisconsin is. I know they're running game. They're an old school you know, that's the type of team you want in a bar fight. Wisconsin Badgers, they got your back. They're going to grind you out, and they're going to be tough. They're not going to run away. But Michigan, Harbaugh understands, Gabe, this is like must-win territory because they're going to, with the Ohio State game, this, you got to start winning these type of games or the fan base is going to snap, including yourself. Yeah, you know, I'm a little bit, the numbers speak for themselves at Michigan, one in, uh, one in uh, 20. Um uh, <laughs> or 1-19 in their last 20 games as an underdog winning outright. Now, it's only three and a half points. Now, it's 0-13. They haven't won a game as an underdog outright since 2013 against Northwestern. It's only three and a half points here, but historically, Michigan has matched up well uh, with Wisconsin. Wisconsin, like you stated, Wisconsin are tough dudes, but they play a pretty, you know, simplified uh, brand of football. And Wisconsin sort of like to bully bad teams, Cam. That's yep. the classic Badger thing. You know, they bully bad teams. They run the ball down your throat. They run the score up on you. But they do struggle in big games. But normally they have a bad quarterback. This quarterback isn't bad. You know, we haven't really seen him, like, you know, been put to the test yet as they were just kicking the crap out of everybody early in the year. But it's not like Wisconsin are known for winning big games either, Cam. Yeah, yeah, if Hornybrook was there, Gabe, I'd feel a lot better uh, with my bet on Michigan. You know, he was due for a pick. But the one thing that Wisconsin's going to try to do, as you say, Gabe, establish a run game and bully you, that's what Michigan does well. Army's a good team, and, and Michigan, yeah, don't just because the game went to overtime, you saw Michigan made mistakes in that game. Wisconsin's going to have a hard time pounding the rock against that front four. They're, the Michigan, that's one of their strengths, Gabe. So Wisconsin's going to have to throw to beat them. I'm not sure if they can. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Uh, they're gonna have to get better play. They're gonna have to get better play from Shea Patterson, though. There's, there's no yes. if, uh, ands, or buts about it. You know, Shea Patterson true. has has to play better. Uh, Michigan leads the series all time, 51 to 15. All right, break down uh, that game. Lou's gonna step up, and then we'll talk some UFC Ooh. as well. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, Game Time Decisions continues. LouGamblu.com will join us in a couple of minutes as uh, UFC, once again, they don't let up on uh, the UFC. UFC on ESPN Plus 17, Rodriguez versus Stevens. Yair Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens. Alexa Grasso versus Carla Esparza. Wow, they're really reaching this week. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> they're reaching... <coughs> They're reaching this week, but probably turned out to be a fun card, though. I'm just stating that you know they're just they're just throwing stuff together here. Um, all right, uh, so good stuff uh, with Mark Lawrence uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, last night, some good stuff. Uh, we had the Las Vegas Aces in game live. We gave everybody the Aces uh, plus ten. They ended up losing the game by two. That was a win. We gave people the Yankees and the Angels under ten and a half on in-game live uh, last night and uh, finished 8 nothing. <clears throat> so we went 2-0 and with the in-game stuff. We went 2-1 with the three picks that we gave before. Good call, Cam, by you on the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't know how many strikeouts you Darvish ended up with, but he had like eight <laughs> in the first three innings. That was exactly. an easy win. Row. Betting against the Mets turned out not a very smart thing to do as uh, the Mets rolled last night. Yeah, I bet him. I bet on Colorado today, Gabe, and it was a leaf, leap of faith with Hoffman pitching. His ERA is close to eighty, but as we speak, they're up four to two. But anything can change at Coors. The Mets have a runner on. It's just uh, the numbers. I'll tell you one thing with the Mets. We've learned, Gabe. I'm going against Syndergaard. The other guys you can leave alone. You said it. You brought up a great points about Steven Matz. His ERA at home, like a buck ninety-one, absolutely stellar. He's really underrated and deserves a lot more respect. But Syndergaard's the guy I'm picking on. They put out favorite prices with him, and uh, I'm just not biting. He hasn't been as good as the other guys. No, he hasn't. And you know, you, you as you stated, you get a good price because he's overhyped, uh, Syndergaard. So uh, the other New York team, the Yankees, roll last night eight nothing. I'm going to get bad news as far as Dylan Bastancis uh, is concerned. Poor dude, man. The guy was out all year. He comes back. He strikes out two people in inning. He does a little hop off the mound after he strikes people out. And uh, he ended up tearing his Achilles. Crazy. Yeah, brutal. They got standing back tonight. Will get by, but yeah, Yankees, a uh, lot of injuries this year, and uh, they fought through it. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Everybody, I'm Cam Stewart here at Sportsgrid News and Betting Update. Get on the grid, everybody. 
more MLB games on the go this afternoon. We got a final in, a big win for the St. Louis Cardinals as we talked about beating Washington 5-1. to one. Adam Wainwright, stellar in the win. Scherzer takes the loss. Uh, Erdman and Waiters uh, home runs and two RBI for the Redbirds who are really playing some good ball, moving two and a half games up on the Cubs and the Brewers. So a huge, huge win for the Cardinals. Action on the go. Live action. Colorado. <clears throat> They're up on the Mets, 4-2, to two, top of eight. Mets have a runner on second right now. We have Arizona leading Miami, 5-3 to three in the bottom of the seven, runner on first two outs. And KC and Oakland, maybe we should have got on the Royals today, Gabe. Uh, KC and Oakland scoreless in the top of eight. And uh, A's big, big favorites tonight. Early start time tonight. Angels in New York, Yankees minus 310. 10 is your total. Peters and Sabathia. Giancarlo in the Yankees lineup, uh, uh, lineup tonight. Stanton is hitting in the five hole, two at 7.05. We got Toronto and Baltimore. It's a pick of Buckholtz and Bundy. The total is 10. Seattle at Pittsburgh. Pirates minus 129.5. Dunn versus Agrizel. And the Pirates closer, Vasquez, admitting he attempted to have sex with an underage 13 year old. We know that it happened. He was arrested Tuesday on sexual assault and child porn charges. And the judge today denying his bail. He is staying in the clink. A pair at 7 10. Detroit at Cleveland. Indians minus 310. 9.5. Turnbull and Savali. San Fran, Boston. Red Sox laying 60 cents. 10, Zamarja versus Shasin. The Red Sox also going to shut down lefty David Price for the season to have procedure on his wrist. 7-20 action, Philly and Atlanta Braves. 50-cent favorites, total 10, Eflin and Tehran. We got 7-40 action, Red Hot Milwaukee hosting San Diego. Brew Crew, minus 150, Lamette and Hauser, total 8. White Sox and Twins, Twins very big favorites, 260, 10 and a half. Nova versus Exodorizzi. We got 805 action. Cincy and Chicago. Cubs minus 175. Maley and Lester at eight. We got uh, Texas and Houston. Astros minus 480. Allard and Cole, eight and a half. Last game on the dock at Tampa and LA. Dodgers minus 130. McKay and Kershaw. NFL news. Antonio Brown will not be charged for an alleged rape in 2017. Law enforcement has informed Brittany Taylor's lawyer that AB won't be charged. For the first two incidents alleged in her sexual assault lawsuit due to the statute of limitations of two years. The NFL met with Taylor for more than 10 hours on Monday, and Brown, is not, uh, Brown has not been placed on the commissioner's exempt list. He is free to play football this week against the New York Jets, making his debut last week versus Miami. It appears the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to trade disgruntled cornerback Jalen Ramsey, but, but it's likely not going to happen before the Thursday night game against the Titans. This from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport there. Friday, the likely target date, and it's unclear if Ramsey will suit up for the Jags Thursday. The asking price very high for the two Pro Bowl defender. He want, uh, they want two first-round picks for him. That's a lot. Still with the Jags. Gardner Minshew who might have another gig. He's received an endorsement deal from a porn site. The quarterback got a letter from adult entertainment company Cam Soda, the offer coming to him. Hey, the guy likes to stretch it out, shades and a headband, a jockstrap. Uh, also likes to go bare noodle stretching and calisthenics, and uh, the porn company likes his style. Cam Newton remains in a walking boot. They say day-to-day, sources telling the NFL Network, but in a walking boot, it could be uh, doubtful for uh, Sunday's game. If he's not ready to go, Kyle Allen will get the start for the Panthers against the Cards. The Cowboys, they've released former Michigan star in 2017 first-round draft pick Taco Charlton today, not in their plans. Saints coach Sean Payton says they're going to play two quarterbacks against Seattle. Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill going to get lots of touches. Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Eric Fisher out for a week three because of a core muscle surgery. Cam Irving steps in at left tackle in a big game against Baltimore on Sunday. NBA news, Washington Wizards guard Isaiah Thomas out eight, six to eight weeks after having surgery to repair a ligament in his left thumb. Seven games in the NHL uh, 
exhibition board tonight. Big one. Hughes in New Jersey. Kako and the Rangers. Number one versus number two tonight. Game time, 7 o'clock. Should be a good game for an exhibition one. Champions League soccer today. We have eight games. The finals are in. Tottenham and Olympiacos. They played for a 2-2 draw. Club Bruges and Galatasaray. They played to a scoreless draw. PSG beat Real Madrid. Big win there. 3-0. Manchester United over Shakhtar. 3-0 the final there. Bayern Munich over Cervana. 3-0. Dinamo Zagreb beat Atalanta. 4-0. And Lokomotiv Maso over FC Schalke. 2-1 the final. Atletico Madrid and Juventus played to a 2-2 tie. Lots of goals in the Champions League today. I'm Cam Stewart. I'd like to thank Mark Lawrence for stopping in. Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio live from the Meadowlands. We'll talk a little bit of fighting with Lou, some NFL, and a whole lot more. So stick around, guys. It's Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Time decisions. All right, let's roll. Level two continues. All right, Marenzi, we're throwing down to the Sports Grid Studios. Get on the grid with the uh, Meadowlands FanDuel Sportsbook on this uh, Wednesday. Thanks to Mark Lawrence uh, for joining us on the show. Lou from Gamblue.com will join us in a couple of minutes. Uh, we'll talk NFL football as well as uh, some UFC. Although it's not a great UFC card, but it'll be great if you, you win money on it. So maybe Lou's yep. uh, got some picks uh, for us. But it's a complicated uh, football card uh, this week. A lot of injuries, a lot of big uh, point spreads. Uh, but, you know, it's starting to come together for me uh, right now. Uh, I, you know, when I saw that the Baltimore Ravens were getting seven, I, I initially did like that, uh, Ken. I do think this game's going to come down to the wire. I got a lot of respect for Kansas City, but I have a lot of respect for Harbaugh as well. And I'm getting seven points with Harbaugh. Nobody, as good as Mahomes is, Lamar Jackson's played as good as he has. Like, Lamar Jackson is a star, and the same jackasses that have been criticizing him since he came out of college are now praising him. And I see them all. I remember everybody. I remember, yep. oh, he's not smart. Low IQ. Uh, you know, yep. not no football IQ. Bad footwork. Can't throw the football. Blah, blah, blah. All this crap. And I'm thinking, I don't know. Bobby Petrino was his college coach and said that uh, kid's got good footwork. They said he's actually one of the smarter smarter football players that he knows as far as soaking things in. He just had to work on some accuracy. He's a young kid. And uh, basically now he is uh, he's 8-1 as a starter in, in the NFL right now, Cam, in regular season games. We talked about it on our old, when we did the hour show, Gabe, what did we both say? He's going to be the surprise going all the way down in in the draft order, and we like what he can do. I'm a big fan of Lamar Jackson, too, and he is starting to figure out the accuracy. Him and Andrews is tight end. They got These guys got a real nice chemistry cooking right now. They really like each other, and he was the guy who made a huge catch, I remember, in the Chargers game the year, year before, not the playoff game, but the game they had in the regular season, and that's when Lamar Jackson really started to look a lot better. I'm with you. I'm taking the points. Kansas City's defense gave up, uh, you know, points to Gardner Minshew and others. I think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can keep this game close. I think they can almost win the game, so I'm definitely going to take the points. You know, it's New England and Kansas City as as one and one A in the AFC, but I think if there's one team that can beat either one of these teams, it is the Baltimore Ravens. I don't buy into the Chargers. 
like I'm talking, you know, listen, the Buffalo Bills might be a playoff team. The Bills aren't at the caliber of the Kansas City Chiefs or the New England Patriots. There's just a different level to this. It's very similar to college football. There's a lot of good college football teams, but Alabama and Clemson are on another level. And it's the same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots in the AFC. They're just, quite frankly, on another level. But Baltimore's in that neighborhood. Like, Baltimore can play uh, with these guys. Uh, New York Giants with Daniel Jones. I lost with the Giants in week one. I won betting against the Giants in week two. Man, I'm going to hate myself if the Giants get lit up, but I'm seriously considering taking the Giants this week. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, level two continues. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down right here. Sports Grid Studios, get on the grid. Zumo TV, channel 719. Very busy day uh, at the track uh, here today. Belmont Park uh, going yeah, on. We've got win. a rowdy, a rowdy uh, crowd. Man. Gabe, this horse? The uh, Naked, Naked Avenger. Avenger. Naked Avenger just won at 16 to 1. That horse came out of the sky, and it was, wow, 16 to 1 knocking all, like he was the biggest pooch in that race there. Big win. This thing's going to blow up the tote board big time, even with the favorite coming second. Well, take a look at his specs. When you see the win play show, it's going to be huge. Looks like all the big jockeys are actually uh, at Belmont uh, today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Javier Castellano, Irad Ortiz Saez. Jr., Louis Saez was on Naked Avenger. Yep. Big time jockeys uh, today at, uh, at Belmont. All right, so let's bring uh, Lou in right now, gamblu.com. Uh, we've been on quite a roll, actually, as of late uh, with the UFC. It was a nice, uh, you know, I think we went, uh, I've lowered, you know, one thing, Lou? In the old days, I used to try to sprinkle on every fight. I'd bet, like, the fight pass fights and all oh, this fight and that fight. I'll be honest, I don't know the fighters as well as I used to in the sense that there's so many of them, Lou, right? Remember years ago, Lou, when we were talking, like, I go, I've been covering this stuff a long time, and I literally remember, man, there was like 100 fighters, right? And that was like 120, and then it was like, ooh, there's 200 of them, and there's 300 of them. I think the UFC might have over 1,700 fighters under contract, Lou, right now. So, before, I would know the fight pass guy. Now, I mean, I don't know where the hell they're even finding these people now to fight, but uh, Lou, always a pleasure. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing great, guys. Um... Uh, sit in with you on Wednesdays and join the discussion. My uh, current database is about 650 deep. Um, there's a few fighters still on that database that need to come off. And then there's a few uh, foreigners, you know, the Asian cards and such that sometimes don't make it on until I actually watch them fight and I can get some, some data on them. Um, but it, it, it's tough, and a card like this in Mexico City, 
I mean, you've got one or two decent fights, and, and I'm never the guy that criticizes the UFC for a thin card. But uh, for the clientele in Mexico City, they should feel a little bit slighted. That said, there is no more voracious, passionate fight fan than the uh, Mexican fight fan. They have an unbelievably rich, deep history in the boxing realm. It's a fertile, fertile uh, neighborhood for expansion for the UFC. And They've tried to give Yair Rodriguez in this spot, in this main event, uh, every opportunity to shine. Uh, you're right. I brought it up earlier. I don't have the same uh, – I don't mind calling out cards for being bad. And I don't mean it as a disrespect to the fighters that are on the card. And I brought it up to Cam earlier when I started rattling off the card. I was like, oh, dear God, like, really? This, 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 is, what, this, is, this is what you're doing? Uh, but I, what did I say after Cam? I said, but I bet you there's like, you know, some great fights yeah. on the card, right? You know, you don't need name, name guys, but it's just tough. And as a handicapper, it's tough, but I was going to say, Lou, like one thing I've sort of dialed it back instead of like forcing myself to research some dude that's one and oh, and it's never going to fight in the UFC two years from now. You know, I just sort of skipped that crap. I've jumped in sort of on the main cards. I'm betting like three three, maybe five. You know, I used to have like 15, 20 bets on a card, Lou, right? This fight, that total, this, that, this, that. And, you know, now I've really just, I pick my spots and I've been doing pretty well over the last couple of months. Four and ones, three and oh's. Last week, uh, three and one. Um, actually, you know what? I went two oh and one, two oh and one because I won two fights and I got a uh, no contest betting against Duffy. Uh, but let's get, uh, actually, you know, as long as we're running UFC right now, let's do it, and we'll get into the NFL. But speaking of which, so you think Yair Rodriguez uh, gets it done here, he's always a small favorite. I mean, the fight's nearly a pick him. He's, you know, minus 110, minus 115, depending on your book. And we should note, guys, Mexico City makes Denver's altitude seem like a walk in yep. the park. Exactly. You want to talk about altitude issues. Mexico City, remember, Lou, Cain Velasquez had the best cardio, not just for a heavyweight, but his cardio was famous. And even Cain got worn out out there. I didn't get there early enough. But Mexico City can be unforgiving for a fighter that underestimates altitude, Lou. Absolutely it can. And there's, there's going to be a couple of those that I will research here as the week gets on. As far as the main event is concerned, no advantage either way. Stevens has been training in Mexico City for a month. He's prepared for this. He's Smart. If, if, if anything, I think Stevens may be coming in a little bit overconfident, thinking that he always thinks he's the bigger, stronger man, but he thinks he's just going to bully Rodriguez. And I, I do think that Rodriguez is live in this spot. He opened minus 165. And the action has compressed this down to a pick'em. I think there's value on a kid that's faster, younger, and the one thing that I will say, I think his advantage might be Stevens' lack of fight IQ. And when I say that, I, my feel is that Stevens is going to go out there and try and be macho and knock this kid out. And I think that plays into the yeah. movement and athleticism of Rodriguez. Uh, Stevens, if... Yeah, Rodriguez if Stevens is a good fighter, yeah. Stevens is... If, 
He's an, you're right. He's an old school guy. And, you know, all you need to know about Jeremy Stevens is, like, this guy, I tip my cap to him, man. Yeah, I don't know what he's done in his personal life. I'm not saying he's the greatest guy in the world. But as far as being in the cage, I remember, man, like, he fought my boy Sam Stout. Remember Sam Stout? Sam Stout hasn't fought yep. for years. And I remember Stout telling me, man, I grew up loving Jeremy Stevens. Like, he was so happy when he fought him. He goes, oh, he's so tough. And he even said after, he goes, he goes, I got a man crush on a guy. He goes, you hit him. He doesn't feel it. He pops you. He doesn't <laughs> talk. He just fights. Like, he's a fighter's fighter, Stevens. But eventually, it's got to catch up, Lou. Like you said, Stevens still thinks he's 27 years old, right? He still wants to get in a phone booth with you, and Rodriguez should be able to take advantage of that. I think that's what's going to happen unless, unless Jeremy Stevens realizes that the way for him to get his hand raised in this fight is to go out there and take the page right out of Frankie Edgar's Take this kid down, get him on the floor where the, the one check to Yair Rodriguez is that to date, and, and we know he's working on his wrestling because he knows his, his wrestling is his weakness. But will a year of preparing for wrestling make you a wrestler? My answer to that is no. And if Stevens decides to use his brain and wrestle Rodriguez, he wins. I don't think he can do it. Lou Gamblu, uh, dot, uh, com. Uh, with us. All right, Lou, we're going to a break in a minute. On the other side, we'll talk NFL. So is there any, any anything else you want to bring up on this card uh, before we talk NFL on the other side? Yeah, I, I'm really, the card is thin. Uh, there's a fight, Beche Korea fighting for her UFC lives, fighting a gal named Ciara Eubanks. Eubanks is a minus 250 or minus 260. She should be minus 750. There's value on her. So you parlay playing pukes. Go ahead and puke all over Sierra Eubanks because she's going to dominate Betche Korea. <laughs> uh, the disdain when he says it. Parlay hey, listen, Lou. Puke. I love it. Yeah, yeah but Lou, Lou's been known to puke on himself as well, Lou. Well, you, you, you play parlay every now and then. <laughs> last week, uh, for actually last week for the, the V-SIN guys, I used Gagey as the front end of an open two-team parlay. And the nice. reason I like to do that is if I, see a, if I see value in a favorite, rather than play the minus 150, the minus 180, or in Eubanks' case, the minus 260, put it in the front end of a two-legged parlay, turn that 260 into just a one-unit position so you can only lose one unit. But if you win, there's value opportunity on the second leg at a different card. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Right, the crew in the sports book are getting real rowdy over there. 
Yeah. Big pop from the book. You never know what those crazies have got, though. <laughs> Man, there's people here, dude, they do some crazy Lou. You want to talk about Parley playing pukes. There's guys here, like, they basically, like, walk up to the window, like, and think, how can I give you my money? <laughs> like, I heard a guy, yeah. poor guy the other day. I should give him credit for it, to be honest. I saw a dude, he took the Cleveland Browns minus 21 and a half in-game the other day. I think he got, like, plus 500. He was talking about it all night. He was walking around. I got 21 and a half. They won by 20, <laughs> right? He was like, it's daylight dollar short. Um, I just see right now the Philadelphia Eagles, who are hosting the Detroit Lions, they actually had to cancel their practice today. They don't have enough yep. bodies. They're too beat up. They did a walkthrough. So they, they, there's too beat up to practice, as we saw. They lost a ton. We focused so much in on the quarterbacks. Uh, we focused so much in on the quarterbacks uh, this week. But there's injuries in a lot of positions for a lot of teams. What do you think of the NFL card uh, this week, Lou? You got monster point spreads, fresh quarterbacks. Mason Rudolph starts for Pittsburgh. Bridgewater, New Orleans, although they're going to have a lot of packages for Taysom Hill in there. Daniel Jones in for Eli Manning. Um, uh, Kyle Allen in for Cam Newton. A lot of change. That's four new starting quarterbacks this week. Four new starting quarterbacks this week. And what that does is gives the talking heads a lot to talk about. And when they talk, they overreact. And the overreaction creates value in the other direction. Uh, I, I won't necessarily talk uh, as intelligently about Detroit and Philly because it's not a game on my radar. Uh, but Denver, Green Bay, uh, I think Cincinnati, Buffalo, and surely Pittsburgh, San Francisco, there's some, there's some overreaction going on in those games, in my opinion, for different reasons. Uh, but the quarterback situation in, in Pittsburgh, I'm less afraid of. I think the team's going to rally around this kid. San Francisco's been running hot. I like Pittsburgh a good deal this week, uh, get the six and a half. And if you're patient and wait till game day, that number seven. Uh, Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. I don't know if you can hear them popping, Cam. It's Met fans. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. That's man. got a little like, rally uh, going here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. No, that's how loud they are. Home. Like, just for the Mets. Oh, it's I crazy. I was wondering. What, I'm like, this is a baseball track, book, then I'm buddy. Thinking, <laughs> it sure. Oh yeah, the, uh, this Colorado closer. Yeah, this guy's great. I had Colorado as a dog. This guy's just pissing the game away. Yeah, the Mets. He has no outs. The Mets have gotten five straight guys on. Yeah. Now that's what it was. I thought somebody hit a big at the track, but you're right, Gabe. It's uh, Met lovers. They look like they're going to mount a comeback here. It's the Mets. Uh, if you can, actually, Cam, log in and uh, put a hundred bucks. I'll pay a hundred dollar uh, in honor of uh, let's puke uh, with Lou here. Give me the Yankees puke with and Lou. the Indians. Sure. Yeah, pukewoodlou.com. Yep. You're a parlay puke. Yankees. <laughs> yeah, Yankees. <laughs> Hopefully I'm a winning puke and I'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, I'll wipe the puke off and I'll do it again. <laughs> I, although, well, you, you got tell, two teams sick. that are working right, for something. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, Lou. That's the thing. The Yankees are freaking relentless, bro, and they're playing for home field. They don't let up. Everyone talks about, well, there's a certain time of the year in baseball, guys. We'll get back to football. But just quickly, there's a certain time of the year where you can catch the Yankees napping. You can catch the Dodgers sleeping. 
right? You know, like the Yankees three weeks ago in Oakland. They were bored. They're going to L.A., et cetera, the next day. But now we're down the stretch, man. Some of these teams only have 10 games left. If you're an elite team, you're, you're trying to get the stride now, right? You're not, oh, we'll turn it on in October 1st. No, 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 no. Like, you're cranking it up. And home field matters. You have the Dodgers. People thought the Dodgers wouldn't care last night. I hear that every day. Oh, the Dodgers don't care. They do care. That's why they beat the race, right? They do care. And the Astros care. The Dodgers care. The Yankees care. And the Indians are fighting for their playoff lives uh, right now. There's some monster numbers, but we'll get into that. So, Lou, you think there's an overreaction? I hear what you're saying. Me and Cam brought it up earlier. I said, I'm almost comfortable taking all the new quarterbacks. Almost. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even bring up Gardner Minshew. That's five, but, you know, I was last week. Um, I do believe the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be a desperate team, but not desperate in, a, in an alarming way. I think they can stay calm enough and go in there. People are, you know, the, the 49ers won a couple of games, but I like the value with the six and a half for the Steelers. Um, I like Daniel Jones, but I don't like the Giants secondary. I'll ask you about that game in a second, but you brought up Green Bay and Denver, and you said overreaction. So what, you think the Green Bay Packer point spread is too high? I absolutely think the Green Bay Packer point spread's too high. I think there's a lot of recency bias against Denver and Flacco based on last week's game as well. Let's understand that it's going to be very windy in the Midwest and in some of these football locations this weekend, Green Bay itself going to have 14 to 17 mile an hour winds. Green Bay is not the Green Bay that we've known in past years. They're a defense ball control offense so far this year. I I really believe this is a tight fought game and uh, Denver's defense is going to show well and Green Bay's defense will show well also. When's the last time you've seen Green Bay at home lined at 42 or 43? It's telling you right there that not only are both teams defensive, but the weather's going to affect that game. What do you think of Daniel Jones' addition to the Giants lineup now? Yes. I think uh, it's probably the one uh, quarterback addition uh, that I don't – listen, I've always been a proponent of Eli. I still am a proponent of Eli. He shouldn't be getting benched. This is an overreaction. That said, when you put Daniel Jones in, you upgrade – if if you put Daniel Jones in – Please, if we put Daniel Jones in, we upgrade the quarterback spot from the neck down in every conceivable way, shape, and form. However, when you put Daniel Jones in, you absolutely lose the ability from neck up, and you lose all your advantage. So is the physical attributes and the strong arm and the ability to move going to overcome the mind? We'll have to wait and see, but I'll tell you what. Tampa Bay is not the circus on offense that we thought. Arians wants to run the ball, control the clock, and keep the defense on the field. A big surprise this year has been Tampa's defense. This is going to be a closely contested, tough game as well. I really like the Giants and the points. You like the Giants and the points. One thing with Eli, and you and I talked about it in the preseason, and I said, Eli looks like he has a little bit more zip on the ball, but he really didn't. 
it was just sort of cosmetic, and he hadn't thrown a ball in 12 months and or eight months, and and you know it was training camp, and he's trying to stave somebody off. I get it. Eli, you know, had a high football IQ. It was a hell of a run for him. Uh, but he was a detriment to the offense. And, you know, listen, well, he's 20 well, games think, under 500 would... over the years. Now, the Giants the Giants have problems, Lou. It's not just Eli Manning, right? I totally get it. Their defense is a mess right now. They can't yeah. rush the quarterback, and they can't defend the pass, which is a bad combination. So they've got issues. It's not all Eli. I don't think they handled this properly. They should have done it before the year, or they should have waited another four or five weeks. And as much as I wanted Daniel Jones, I would have waited until Golden Tate is back. I would have waited until Sterling Shepard's back so Jones actually has someone to throw to. But the problem is, Sherbert's going to get fired, all right? And he can't win with Eli Manning. He just physically, you cannot win with Eli Manning. So whether Daniel Jones is going to make some mistakes or not, Lou, physically, he's that much better, younger. It's like fighting. You always like the younger fighter, Lou. Daniel Jones is the younger fighter right now. Yeah, and I I know where you're going, but I would invite you and all the people that, in my opinion, are really too close to the eye of the storm of this New York Giant thing to sit back and let's give it a game and then let's talk about Daniel Jones. I will go on record. This is not Eli. Eli hasn't forgotten how to play. In fact, I look for Jacksonville to make a trade for Eli sooner than later, and we'll watch how Eli plays. Interesting, Lou. I don't disagree. I said Eli Manning will throw a yep. pass for another team, and Jacksonville, yep. Jacksonville makes definitely sense. would would you know would Tommy would Coughlin. Coughlin could could be that team. Yep. Yep. I don't I don't think it's crazy. The problem is he makes twenty three point five million dollars. Nobody's paying that. And they already have Nick Foles under contract as well, right? So it's to the point, and it's been thrown out there. Maybe, you know, do the Giants buy him out? Do they cut him? Do they release him? Do they make him a free agent? Because it's kind of weird, and I saw somebody just tweeting about this, that Eli Manning is running the scout team today in practice, and he looks beyond depressed. You know, we'll give him a couple of days because you expect Eli to be one of those guys, Cam, that actually will support Daniel Jones. Yeah, he's, but, uh, he's already a couple days. But Eli's played every – yeah, he's he's every, he's played every week for the last 13, 14 years. It's a little bit of a shock for him the way this is going down. I totally get it. I won't be upset at him. I don't think we can judge him because he's upset or he's, he's in shock and he's depressed right now. Give him a couple of days. But I want to take the Giants. I think, I think Jones provides a spark. I'm thinking, how about Giants team total over uh, Cam? The offense will do something, but you know, Lou mentioned it. Tampa's defense is good this year, but it, it doesn't mean they should be laying six and a half points suddenly. Do you trust Jameis Winston laying six and a half points, Lou? I mean, no. I agree with you. I think the Bucks defense is damn good, Lou. I've been very impressed, but Jameis Winston burns through money like I burn through rolling papers. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's better than Parley playing Pukes game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get thanks for your time, Lou. So what's your NFL best bet of the week? Best bet, Lou. NFL best bet of the week. Right, hold on, Lou. Well, hold on, Lou. I, I'm gonna we'll go. keep you for a minute. All we'll right. get you off quickly on the other side. Hold on. Hold on. Great. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, game time decision continues. I'm seeing a lot of talk uh, here online. It's been going on for the last, uh, last 24 hours or so about Eli Manning and whether Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. This is a debate that's really going to rage on. It's been brought up. Um, Mark Lawrence brought it up earlier, and I mentioned this earlier, Cam. I don't know if you realize this, Lou. Eli Manning's all-time record in the NFL is 116 and 116. 116 wins, 116 losses, and there's a belief that they they did this now so he doesn't have a losing record, that they did this to, to protect himself, so to speak, that you're not going to get in, you know, it's going to be harder for your resume if you have a losing record. As it is now, that's the one knock on him, right? That's the knock on Eli Manning. There's other knocks on him. But we'll get to the, we'll get to a couple of best bets and get you out of here because we got to get to our baseball too, Lou. But in your opinion, Lou, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Absolutely, without question. Cam, Eli Manning a Hall yes. of Famer? Yeah, he is. Uh, he, he gets in there. It's, it's a shame what's happened at the at, at the last couple of years, but the Super Bowl wins the M. The back to the MVPs in the Super Bowl wins over those Patriots team. It's enough. And early in his career, real good. So, yes, he gets in, Gabe. What do you think? Um, I believe that he will uh, get in. There is. I thought that it was more automatic almost. Right? And I've read a lot about this in the last 24 hours. Like Lou said, I'm too close to the situation. (laughs) I've read a lot about it. But... uh, it seems to be about 60-40 right now. A lot of people in the media say no, but they're not the ones with the votes. Some of them are in the votes. Yeah. Guys that are in the media and that have Hall of Fame votes generally don't tell you what they're going to do. I read a couple of them that were leaning towards the yes, but they were they did bring up he never led the league in passing. He has the same yard per average attempt in his careers like Tyrod Taylor and, and, and Brian Hoyer. There's a lot of mediocre stats in in his resume. But his playoff record is very good. Yep. He's won two Super Bowls. He's a two-time Super Bowl MVP, well, guys, and, who beat exactly. Tom Brady and an undefeated team twice. Yep. His last name doesn't hurt. Um, he conducted himself in a, in a classy manner. Didn't miss a freaking game. Never missed a yep. game. Every week, tough Durable. as hell. Never missed a game. The only time he missed the game is because he was benched for Geno Smith. I had Warren Moon on this morning, spoke to Warren Moon, Hall of Fame quarterback. I asked him point blank, don't want to put you in a hot seat, but is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? He said yes, but he will wait. It's not one of these first ballot, second ballot type things. Eli will get in, but there's a there's a waiting list to this stuff. And 
he's going to be on that waiting list, Lou. He'll get in, but he's not getting in right away. I would tell you that if you polled players, it would be overwhelming. And the one thing you didn't bring up is the absolute dog meat talent that New York Giants put around him most of his of his career. <laughs> I mean, you said it yourself. He's he's one sixteen and one sixteen, yet he was a Super Bowl MVP twice. So he got to the money ball games in the playoffs. He, he delivered for his team. That's the mark of a, a, a true star, and I'm still in his corner. He has not forgotten how to play. If they'll only ship him out of that hellhole New York, I think he could do what Kurt Warner did when, in <laughs> fact, Eli came in and unseated Kurt Warner when Kurt Warner was a 5-3 and three starter for the New York football giants some years ago. All right, uh, Lou. So Cam asked you about the uh, the Baltimore Raven game. We'll get you out of here yeah. in a, minute, a couple of minutes here. But we asked you about the Raven game and uh, any other games in the NFL you want to throw at us before you get out of here. Best bet is Denver plus eight against Green Bay as well. Pittsburgh plus six and a half. But I urge the listeners to wait for the seven because it will come. As far as Baltimore and Kansas City is concerned, I look for Kansas City to blow the doors off them. I think this thing's looking like 34 to 10 or 12. I mean, I just, I think it's a bad spot for Baltimore. This is Kansas City's home opener. They've been on the road twice. I think they're going to have sparks flying from their fingertips. I'd lay the seven. Interesting, Lou. Wow. I thought you'd go Lou the other way. Lay the seven. And do, lose a dog man, Gabe. I mean, he really likes the Chiefs. Interesting. Very interesting. Chiefs are a dangerous football team. I get it. They sure are. I think Baltimore can <laughs> hang around with them. I think they can trade points with them. I think, I think. listen, the, the total's high for a reason. It's a fun football game, Lou. Yeah, that, that, that game, and finally in closing, what about that Sunday nighter with the Browns and the, uh, the L.A. Rams on uh, Sunday night football? I think there's value on the home team Cleveland Browns, even though they're on a short week. I mean, listen, the, the eyes of the football world are going to be on Cleveland. This is the first big spot for them. All those stars are going to come out to shine. And, uh, I, 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 you know, you're going to give me a, a Monday night football home team dog, and you're going to give me the full three. I'd be, I'd be forced to take Cleveland. LouGamblu.com. Thanks for the time, Lou. Have a good Thank one, Thank you, buddy. guys, and good luck, everyone. There's uh, Lou uh, with us um, from the desert, and uh, his phone always sounds like it's in the desert. That's yeah. why I don't get upset. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, I, I just give up. I'm used to it I give now. up. Like, I know. Oh, buddy, I saw you off the top of the show. I could also tell you something without even being near you. You're fighting a cold right now because you work all the time, I could tell. So, uh Get what? Remember what I told you? That chicken soup stuff. You get double cans or whatever. Hot, hot, hot. And I'm telling you, those little orange things, those packets, Energy or Energy, they work great. But two of them yeah, in yeah. water, hold them up and take it with a ginger ale. You'll feel a hell of a lot better. Uh, I would tell you the best remedy, but you have a show to do in the morning. That's hot whiskey and booze. But you don't need to do that because you got to be up for a morning <laughs> show. And by the way, I told you something, buddy. We'll be on uh, in game live tonight. The horse that just won at Belmont, you talked about the name, Get Smoking. <laughs> Get Smoking at 7-2. to two. You said it. I love, I love horse names, man. They're the best. Get Smoking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, so here's I, one I now over at uh, 
Your parlay's in. Oh, good, good. Yeah, you know what? Angels had runners on first and second, and it was a hard-hit ball, but it was a nice play. And man, they're, they're rowdy here today. The horse guys are rowdy. The baseball betters are rowdy. It's Everyone's this guy doing? What's going on over there, Will? Uh, some guy's banging on a table. Uh, okay. Man, they're pissed. It's almost to the point where security's got to tell him, yo, dude, chill out, bro. Uh, man. <laughs> What happened in that Met game? Is it still going right now? I don't hear them oh, yeah, anymore. The Met, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Met, you know, the, the, the Mets just, they, they batted around. This closes, Oh, 7-4 Mets. Yeah, get it out, yep. Dude, yeah, it's, uh, every time I Mets. think this team's dead, they're not. They don't quit. Got, the Mets just don't quit. In. I got roped in. They're lead Rockies. This is the thing about baseball, too. You're leading the whole game. You go into the inning with a 4-2 lead, and now you're losing 7-4. Like, the, the, the one closer game, he didn't get one out. They took him out like it was they had seven straight guys reach base. It was unbelievable. This game might not even be over. Colorado might might score three in the bottom nine. Who knows what happens at yeah. Coors, but nice comeback by uh, the New York Mets. It has to be respected. Tough board tonight, Gabe, when I look at baseball. You know, the Jays, I bet them live last night right at the end of our show. Yeah. Plus one six. Great. Biggio's kid, uh, Kevin Biggio, hit uh, for the cycle, too. It was a really nice day for the Toronto Blue Jays. It was, I'm really happy. Griff's on that road trip, and uh, I texted him saying congratulations because uh, I like that kid. Tough games tonight. Probably lean uh, with uh, Soroka and the Braves. Uh, he's up against Nola, but it's only 30 cents. I kind of like that, and I don't care if it's uh, Lyles pitching for the Brewers at minus 150. I I, I, I got to take a game. I got to keep on taking these guys because uh, they're not. They're just winning games without Yelich there. So those are games I'm looking at. But we can uh, dive through this in game. Sorry, I mean, uh, sorry, Hauser. Hauser going. Yeah, you know, that was. Yeah, Hauser. I'm looking at that game. I'm looking at that game as well. We were on the Brewers last night. I don't really like the baseball card too much tonight either. There's a lot of big, a lot of big prices. That game sort of caught my eye. Brewers now 10 and 1 in their last 11 baseball games playing at home. They're hot. Uh, But I'll tell you what, uh, Dinelson Lamette has actually been okay. He's lost his last three starts, but he's only given up six runs in 16 innings. He's got 21 strikeouts, actually. Maybe the strikeout prop can be worth a look uh, here. Uh, he's only given up more than three earned runs twice in his last 12 starts. Meanwhile, yep. Hauser was uh, knocked out after three innings, gave up four runs in a rough outing against the Cardinals. But he is 3-1-2 ERA in 15 uh, games uh, this year. People are hitting 220 against him. Man, the total is eight and a half. If it was nine, I'd jump on the under. Kind of leaning with the Brew Crew here again, Cam. We took them last night, leaning with the Brewers here. I'm going to take the Brewers again. Uh, I wish the price was a little bit uh, less with Hauser. Gabe, I'm going to do another thing that I did last night with Seattle. There's a lot of bad vibes going around with the Pirates and the guy who, uh, with the underage rape charge and stuff like yeah. that. This team's just, they're folding like Yeah, a we cheap should have been against them last night. Oh, I did. I was on Seattle. It was one of my games. I, I gave that one on the show. I didn't think about that. I was like, damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking them again. I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving them. I, I, I took them last night. I don't know much about Dunn, this pitcher for the Mariners, but I'll tell you this. Agrizel, whatever. I, it's just more of a fade of the Pirates. Give me the Mariners tonight, too. Small play on the Mariners. I liked them better last night with Gonzalez. He pitched great, but I'm taking the Mariners. I'm fading Pittsburgh right now. So give me Seattle. Man. The book's not playing around, dude. D- Lamette. Dinelson Lamette. 
seven and a half the strikeouts. Like, really? Really? I thought I could catch wow. him napping, like at four and a half, five or something like that. Like, that's no don't good. Nap. All right, what's Cole going to be strikeouts? It's going to be nine and a half? Oh, they Cole might make might him like ten and a half. They might be ten, Gosh, flat ten, and, ten and a half. half. Ten and a half, yep. Pass. Sorry, can't I'll do bet that. the over. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Against Texas, he's going to do any against Texas? You want to talk about free swingers. That team's got a million of them. Yeah. They love swing. Yeah. Actually, you know what? If, if Darvish got eight guys out in a row, you know what? Maybe they're trying to scare you off. Yes, with a gun to my head, I think he probably has about 12 to 13 strikeouts tonight. One of a special night. I would what about the Cubs tonight? I like the Cubs tonight. What about the Cubs? Um, yeah, I like the Cubs. I like the Cubs. With Lester against Mala, yes, I do like the Cubs. You can put that in the card. These are very small plays. So Seattle, Cubs, uh, one, see, and well, who else were we looking at? I think, uh, what was the other game? Milwaukee. Yeah, that's right. Mill. Got to ride Milwaukee out. <sighs> it's really my- an ugly card, bro. It is. I'm not betting a lot on these games. Like, these are going to be $25, $30 bets, like chump change bets, because I don't want to just piss it away in baseball. I just want to have some action. And uh, I got a few uh, golfers for you, Gabe. I'm going to be uh, betting both tournaments, but I'm only going to do a total six-pack. So three from the BMW Championship and three from the Sanderson Farms in Jackson, Mississippi. So I'm actually going to go four. Glover, 25. Scotty Scheffler at 28-1. to one. The Canadian Corey Connors and Tom Hoagie Sandwich, European Tour, Wallace and Von Ruin. What do you got for me, Gabe? Um, people are saying you're a little off of your pitchers. Now, you, did you say Atlanta? Yeah, Eflin yeah, and uh, Atlanta. Yeah, 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 right. I, I was looking. I was looking at the wrong game. Pass. You know, you, bet three six five. They got me on the wrong day. I told you I'm going blind. So I apologize. So you're looking people at tomorrow. Know. Yes, I was looking at the other car. So Milwaukee, Seattle, and I. Sorry, yes, uh, that's true. Tonight it's Tehran versus Eflin. All right, I'm just. I'll take the Milwaukee Brewers and the under eight and a half, and we'll take Garrett Cole over ten and a half. We'll find some stuff in game tonight. It's an ugly baseball card here this evening. We'll be back. Cam will be back as well. Eight o'clock. It'll be me, Cam, and Mike Blewett tonight. Ooh. We'll catch you guys in an hour. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Here's what you missed on Game Time Decisions. You know, I'll tell you a quick story about that, though. That's okay? great. We were in, uh, I backed a lot of softball teams in Cleveland, and uh, we had some pretty good softball teams, and we would play in these tournaments uh, called the ASA National Tournament, and we won the Cleveland bracket, so we won a trip to Houston, Texas. So I fly the whole team in Houston, you know, just some over the over the top expense to do just that, but the bottom line is we're in Houston and uh, we took everybody to the uh, Houston Astros baseball game. It was at the Houston Astrodome, and I told the guys, I says, "Hey, look, I got a, my crew is coming in here. If you could put a nice welcome up there, you know, welcome preferred picks. That was the name of our team, preferred picks. And nice. here comes the seventh inning of the game, and uh, my wife nudges me in the ribs. She says, "Look, look up there," and I looked at the scoreboard, and it said, "Welcome preferred pricks." 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was no there was no money I could ask for back for that, but uh, I did I did get a photo of it. Uh, it was kind of like a, either a high point or a low That's point awesome. of the trip. I still can't figure out which. <laughs> but at the old Houston Astrodome. Okay, at first, yep. this this it. Man, your your story sounded sounds like it started out like the bad news bears. We won our regional tournament. We went to Houston. We went to the Astrodome. I was like, this is the Bad News Bears story. <laughs> well, we were the Bad News Bears because we went 0-2 and, and out. So it was, uh, it was a total vacation for the players is what it ended up being. <laughs> and instead of a plug, uh, you, got a, you got pricked. <laughs> instead I got of your pricked, plug. yes. <laughs> yeah, it happened to us. Years ago, I was friends with a UFC fighter, Mark, and uh, he was fighting Brock Lesnar. And in those days, so... You know, companies pay, and they hang a banner behind the fighter in the cage as they're being introduced. And there's all the company names and stuff. And I remember when we were in Hardcore Sports Radio, and so uh, the score, Hardcore Sports Radio, and it even said Sports Rage and everything. <laughs> like, So we went all out. We had all these banners and everything. I think they paid like $15,000. And the guys that hung the banner up put it up uh, upside down. <laughs> you couldn't read anything. <laughs> they put it up. They put it up upside down, and then we were on the the fighter shorts. So you have all the sponsors on the shorts, which would have been good. But unfortunately, our fighter spent the entire time on his back getting beat up, so you couldn't see his shorts. And then by the end of it, his shorts were covered in blood. <laughs> right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there was zero, there was zero signage out of it. Like we got nothing from it. Like absolutely nothing. Like, Garner texted me, he goes, they put it up upside down. <laughs> like, 